powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. God, we're open. God, we're ready. Speak now. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, let's go to work. Grab a seat. Let's get into this thing. This series, this series, I know this atmosphere is charged at home and online. And when the atmosphere is right, anything could happen. I said, when the atmosphere is right, anything could happen. There's one of you who you're in this building right now. You press your way to get here tonight. God says because you press your way to get here, he's about to make somebody while you're in church. They're about to press send on an email that by the time you walk out of here, you... 1 Samuel 3.19, and the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. Let's go. This series is called Daddy Issues. Um, not as a dad bashing, nor a man bashing series, and not just for those with contentious or non-existent paternal relationships. I showed you King David and King Solomon. David's father, Jesse, was in his life, and Solomon's father, David, was in his life, yet they still have daddy issues. This series is to reveal, then heal the issues embedded in your individuality. Hear me, God cannot heal anything that he first does not reveal to you. And for some of you, there are issues and areas of your life where God keeps showing it to you, not for you to run from it, but from you to heal from it. He keeps allowing you to see it so that you recognize it's an area that needs healing. In fact, unless you know something is wrong, you will think that it's right because it's been that way for so long. Hear me clearly, because we all have known or hidden daddy issues because of how we were shaping, shaping 
is this old English word that appears in the King James Version of the Scripture. It is different than shaped because to shape something, that can happen instantaneously. Shape in means that something has happened over a process of time. You have become who you are, not overnight, not because of one traumatic experience, but because of a process of time. David said in Psalm 51, 5, he says, Behold, in other words, look at me, I was shaping, which means I didn't get like this overnight. I didn't become like this overnight. And for some of you, watch me, you need to let up on beating yourself down. You weren't shaping that way overnight, so you won't be reshaping overnight. But guess what you do have? I got progress, and I got receipts that match with my progress. Is there anybody in the building or online that can tell the truth that you can see that you've been making progress? And, and I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. If you know you got some receipts, what are the receipts? That you used to act a fool, but now you pray. That you used to worry and now you worship. That you used to with a snap, crack, an and pop. And maybe you don't, you ain't got it all the way. You just snap and crack. You don't ackle and pop. Somebody said, I'm making progress. Behold, I was shaping over time in iniquity. What is iniquity? It is sin that is passed down and around. And I taught you that how we were shaping impacts uh, how we uh, select, how we handle. Literally, do not say so-and-so made me do that. No, you selected to handle it that way. Do not say, this situation forced me to do that. No, you selected to handle it that way. How we were shaping impacts the who. Say the who. The what. Say the what. The where. Say where. When. Say when. It, 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 it impacts the who, the what, the where, the when, and the how. We select how we handle these five areas. Number one, anger. You handle anger because of how you were shaping. And for many people, they were not shown good, healthy ways on how to deal with anger. Bishop, what's a healthy way? to deal with anger. Uh, watch me, to take constructive action, which means I'm not going to sit up here and just be mad about this. Listen, I'm, I'm going to take this anger and I'm going to do something about this. Watch me, and what I do is going to be constructive, not destructive. Which means if I'm mad that somebody did me wrong, guess what? I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to act a fool. I'm not going to sit here and let you ruin my day and ruin my mouth. No, I'm not doing all that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray for you and then watch, I'm going to do is take some notes so I don't pick another you again. Mm. Number two, how you handle business, the way you handle the affairs of your life. Not just business in the traditional sense of an entrepreneur starting a business, but how you handle the affairs of your life. Have you ever met somebody that's just raggedy when it comes to the business of their life? What do you mean? They don't never pay their bills on time, and it's not because they don't have the money. It's just because they don't handle business right. Okay, y'all ain't said nothing. You ever seen somebody that, that when, they, when they gave you their word, you knew that... You couldn't count on their word because you knew they didn't handle business. You ever had that family member where when they said, I'll take care of you, you're like, oh, no, ain't no way we letting her deal with that. Ain't no way we letting him deal with that because we know they don't handle business right. Number three, how you handle change. Number four, how you handle disappointment. And number five, how you handle your emotions. All of these things are impacted by how you were shaping. And I taught you that you were shaping by what you've seen. For some of these things, the reason you're so emotional is because you saw emotion. The reason that you're so, uh, 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 you're such a certain way is because you saw that. But on the other hand, there are some things, watch me, that have shaped us that we have not seen. Pay attention, uh, that we have not seen, but it is spiritually passed down and around. Can I be honest with you? Much of how you've been shaping is from people you've never actually met. 
See, remember, we've been shaping by what we've seen. So what's practiced as a child becomes normal as a teen and permanent as an adult. But then there are spiritual things, pay attention, that are passed down and around from people you've never met. I said in one of the experiences on Sunday that the opening of my book, Sins of the Fathers, which I'm not trying to sell your book, and just so you know, full disclosure, 100% of my book sales come right to the church. I've never taken $1 from a book sale, just so we could be on the same page, all right? But, but pay attention. That opening story is a true story about an individual that never, ever met his biological father, yet he became exactly like a man he had never seen. And for some of you, you have to be careful because in your desire to be different than your bloodline, sometimes you don't recognize that you didn't run from it. You just ran to the back of it. Let me see if I can say it another way. See, your desire not to be like them, what you do is it's kind of like a circle. So you think you're making progress until you realize, oh, my God, I'm in the same place place and space that they were but you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline you are the curse breaker in your bloodline you are the history maker in your bloodline can I get you to lay your hands on yourself and say I'm that one I am mm -mm, I don't even believe you say it with authority say I'm that one I numbers 14 18 says this the Lord is slow to anger which means he is patient and I don't know about you, I'm grateful that he's patient. I'm grateful that he doesn't get an attitude with me while he's waiting on me to get it together. I'm grateful that he don't just shut everything down while he's waiting on me to get it together. See, patience isn't just waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. And the Bible makes it clear that God is patient with us. So there's sometimes, watch me, where even you may be so sick of you, you don't want to deal with you, that God says, I'm patient with you, so I got the ability to deal with you even when you don't want to deal with yourself. He is patient and he abounds in steadfast love. What does that mean? His love can be dependent upon. His love, you, you know it's going to be there. You can never tell me that you ran towards the Lord genuinely and he didn't respond. If you feel like he didn't respond, that's because you projected your issues onto him because that's not how he would have handled you. If you still have a pulse, he still has a plan, which means he's still going to be paternal with you even when you're running and messing around and crazy stuff. Say steadfast love. This love is dependable. This is the kind of love that'll wake you up when you don't want to get up. It's the kind of love that'll make you fight when you don't want to fight. It's the kind of love that'll make you forgive somebody you were determined to drive over with your car. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. It's the kind of love. I wish I had real people in the building. It's the kind of love that'll make you change yourself. It's the kind of love that'll make you want to do better. See, when you ever get some good love, it'll make you want to be a better version of yourself. I wish there were some people in this building that knew something about a good love. And the best love comes from God because his love is so good. You don't have to force me to change. I want to change because I want to be better. He's patient and he's merciful. He's merciful and he's patient. He's patient and he's merciful. He's merciful and he's patient. Now, here's the problem with that is that every father and every mother understands that while you may be patient and merciful, look at me, you don't play. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they're online. Maybe y'all play here, but listen. You, you, you ever said, look, now, baby, I love you. And I look at you, do this again. Okay. Okay, let me talk over here. Jesus, I don't know. You, you ever said, listen, son, now I love you, but let me tell you something. You let these little fast-tailed girls come through here again. Okay. Daughter, I love you, but if you keep messing with these little... 
Oh, 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 I see. Oh, you don't say nothing to your kids. You let your kids run you. I... You can be patient and merciful. But watch me. But sometimes as a parent, please listen. You have to move out of the way and let their actions teach them a lesson. Come on, parent. Talk to me. 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 Every leader, even if you're not a parent, you have had to sometimes step out of the way and let their actions teach them a lesson. Watch the scripture. It says he's patient and merciful, forgiving iniquity and transgression. All right? Three types of sin in the Bible. You should know this by now. Number one, sin. Miss the mark. Two, transgression. Willfully deviate. Sin means I didn't know to touch the water bottle, but I touched it because I wanted some water. All right? Transgression is, I said, don't touch the water bottle. You heard me say, don't touch it. That's transgression. Got it? See, even in the garden, what Eve did was different than what Adam did, which is why they were handled differently. See, a lot of times when that's taught, it's taught, well, God didn't respond until the man did it because man, the man was the leader. And that's, tr that's, that's not inaccurate, but it is incomplete. Eve sinned because she was beguiled, the Bible says. God didn't tell her that. He told Adam that, and we have to presume through deductive logic that Adam told her. Adam transgressed. Eve didn't know she was getting okey-doke. Translation, okey-doke. One that is being beguiled, taken advantage of, or unaware of the circumstances and situations that they're currently participating in. Okey-doke. Eve didn't know she was being okey-doke. You ready? Because Adam didn't check the voice that was talking to her. That's a whole nother lesson. Adam, on the other hand, he knew what he was doing. So why was he dealt with differently? Because he willfully deviated. She missed the mark. Some of y'all say, God, I did so-and-so did the same thing as me, and it looked like it went worse for me. Mm -hmm. Because your heart was different. You knew not to do it. Your heart was wicked and transgressed. They, they just made a mistake. You ready? Third type of sin, iniquity. Say iniquity. <clears throat> so watch what the scripture says. He's a forgiving God. And I don't know about you. That's good news for me. Because I know I'm not perfect. Anybody else you know you ain't perfect? <laughs> if all of you didn't raise your hand, I want you to come up after church and we're going to have a perfection line. And we'll see if we're going to test that perfect spirit and see if it's real. Listen, here's the truth. We, we, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Watch this. He forgives iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty. What does this really mean? You ready? He will visit the iniquity of the fathers. That means prior generations. So it's not just on men. That's any generation prior to you. On to who? The children. How many generations? To the third and the fourth. You Ready? What does the word visit mean? It means to pastor you. It literally, some people, you ever met people who say, I have my truth? They and their pastor do. Because their pastor is their curse. You ever seen people say, I just don't see it that way. And the way they see it is, is not any way that it could be seen. You know, like, I just, I know you see that that's green. I just don't see that it's green. I don't see it that way. Okay. 
Well, I guess if you had a false pastor too, you would see it that way too. Literally, the word visit there is the same Hebrew word, language of our Old Testament, for pastor. So the scripture says that these things that are passed down and around, that it will pastor you. That means it's going to preach to you. It's going to teach you. It's going to lead you. See, some people be like, I don't know why I felt like doing that. It's because you have a pastor that's in your ear. So for everybody who says, I don't believe in religion. Oh, you st- yes, you do. Yes, you do. I don't, believe in, I, I don't believe in the organized church. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's just your little organization and your little house with your little crazy voice. Because the Bible says, watch me, it's going to pastor you. It's going to preach to you. It's going to teach you. It's going to lead you. Where is it going to lead you? To the same place it took them. Oh, God, I want to teach tonight. See, and you have to be careful because, watch me, because for some of you, you, all you need to do is look at your bloodline and you can see where it led them, which ought to be enough incentive for you to say, I don't want to be led to the same... I need to make sure I got curse breakers in the room and I got curse breakers online. Can you touch somebody on the shoulder and say, you're the curse breaker? So watch me. In the Bible, there's a man. In the Bible, in the Bible, excuse me, there's a man. And this man is referred to as the Gadarene demoniac. This man has what's called a legion. Over 2,000 spirits that are in this man that are evil spirits. Pay attention. So this man uh, has this legion that's in him. And when Jesus meets him, the man says, my name is legion. Watch him. For we are many. See, this is the way iniquity works. Your name is your name, but we, all of the stuff in you is many. Jesus said, what is your name? My name is legion, for we are what? Many. Pay attention. We are what? Many. Say it again. We are what? Say it one more time. We are what? Okay, this is why for some people it's very difficult to do anything because there's many of them talking to them. And they're all leading you in different directions, which is why you never take any action because it is impossible to take action when you're being pulled this way, that way, that way, and that way at the same time. What happens is that um, these spirits say, listen, you've come to torment us. And here's what they ask Jesus. Listen carefully. They say, do not send us out of this territory. Territory, you want to know what that word means in Greek? If you don't shout, I'm walking out this building and you can catch me online. You want to know what territory means? You want to know what land means? Family. Do not send us out of this out of this family because we have a hold on these people that we've had for years. Oh, but then you were born. And when you were born, the curse breaker was. They said, do not send us out of this family. We own this family. We run. They think they run something. They don't run nothing. These are ancient spirits that have been running your family for years. These are ancient spirits that have been running your family for that. Could it be that y'all ain't as jacked up as you think you are, but the enemy figured out that if anybody ever becomes the curse breaker, you might rise up and be everything that God has ordained. Maybe it's not that there's a bunch of mess in your bloodline. Maybe there's a whole bunch of bless in your bloodline, and God's been waiting on somebody to take action they said do not send us out of this family (laughs) they said said, we run this family oh you ain't seen power until you seen this they said we run this family don't send us out 
is that we can't find any of his relatives. Watch me. But we found these pigs, which teaches you something about how these spirits operated. They operated in dirty spaces and places. What does a pig do? Now, listen, listen. Now, this is not an anti-pork message. Because I promise you tomorrow I'm having bacon wrapped shrimp. Listen! Now, for those of you who don't want to do it, that's, to that's on you. I'm redeemed from the laws of cow's root. You put, that, you put yourself under that bondage. Listen. <laughs> you gotta, I'm going to have a shrimp and bacon wrapped, okay? <laughs> With a side of lobster. Listen, all right. <laughs> you shaking your head. How you shaking your head? That's good eating. <laughs> but look at me. But look at me. They said, do not send us out of this family. They said, uh, there's some pigs over there. Pay attention. Send us into those pigs. Because we cannot leave this family, this territory, this region. We've been assigned to this region, to this family, to this territory. You cannot expel us from this region. And I want you to pay attention to what Jesus didn't do. He didn't expel them. They simply transferred. Which means you can be saved and still pick up a transfer. I so he sends them into the pigs. And then what happens? Does anybody know what happens? Come on, let's have an interactive church tonight. The Bible says that those pigs run down into the river and drown themselves. Which tells you where they were leading him. They were about to lead him to an early death. They were about to lead him to suicide. And for some of you, you got to hear me because this series is a 911 for you because you don't even understand where you're being led. If you don't interrupt that now, it's about to lead you into destruction. It's about to lead you into mess and drama. I need you to open your mouth and say, but I'm the curse breaker. It pastors you. It preaches to you. It teaches to you. teaches you. It leads you. It incorrectly corrects you. It'll make you think you're right when you're wrong. It'll make you think you're wrong when you're right. You'll do what's right and it'll tell you you don't have to do all that. It don't take all of that. You don't need to do all of that. And when he wants to reinforce it, he'll bring somebody that's got that spirit to tell you to reinforce what it's telling you. You don't need to do all that. Why are you going to church on a Wednesday? You don't need to do all that. Why are you doing all that? Why are you doing all of that? Then watch me. It'll give you a charge. What does that mean? It'll give you a sense of a directive. It will direct you. We don't do this. We don't do that. We're not the type that apologizes. We're not the type that hand. We don't do this. It will then oversee you, care for you, deposit into you, and go see you. Pay attention. God says the iniquity uh, that is from the prior generations is going to try to pastor you for the next three to four generations, which means if nobody interrupts the cycle, pay attention. Let me, let me show you this. Let me show you this. You ready? An object in motion stays in motion. Let me, let me show you something. You ready? I need you to get this. Because I need you to see where you're at in this. Because see, your mama and them didn't do nothing. Your daddy and them didn't do nothing. Nothing happens until, wait a minute, there's been a interruption and you may get close to the edge but you recognize what, what you rolled on me what you tried to roll on me I'm the interruption 
I came to get somebody to this place in your life where you say, what was wrong on me? Get that up off of me because I am the inter... Pay attention to how it stopped at the rock. Please say, I'm the interruption. It will continue until somebody interrupts it. It will continue until somebody says, no more of this. It will continue until somebody is not afraid to be the black sheep. It will continue until somebody is not afraid for them to sit up and have their little conversations about you. And you not care that they're talking about you. Because the only thing they can say is how well you're doing. Please, one more time, say, I'm the interruption. Listen carefully. In Sunday's message, Papa was a rolling stone. The lyrics of the song illustrated the principle. And I asked you, why was he a rolling stone? What rolled on him that made him a rolling stone? What does that really mean? It, it comes from, that song came from a proverb. That means a rolling stone gathers no moss. It's, it, essentially, it was a man that wouldn't settle down, even with a wife and kids. Translation, just keep it simple, layman's terms. He wouldn't make good decisions, even though this good decisions are right there in front of him. Why? Because something was rolled onto him. See, this is you. But what's been rolled onto you? I ask you this question. What's rolled on you? What's rolled on you? You ready? What has rolled on you that impact the who, what, where, when, and how you select, how you handle anger, Oh, I'm back at it. Business, change, disappointment, emotions, and you don't know it. What daddy issues have rolled on you? And you don't even know it. You keep saying, that's just how I am. Look at me. You have to release that statement from your vocabulary. You can no longer say, that's just how I am. No, that's what was rolled on to you. And if you pay attention, you ready? It doesn't fit you. Just because it can stay on you doesn't mean that it belongs with you. Notice the color differential. This doesn't even fit. This, don't even, this doesn't even fit. It doesn't fit. And until somebody points it out to you, you'll say, this is how the men are in my family. This is how the women are in my family. This is how, this is how I do life. This is the Denver way of life. This is the Atlanta way of life. This is the Houston way of life. This is the Toronto way of life. This is the Fishers, Indiana way of life. I like that she can say well to anything that I say. And you keep doing it too. <laughs> I could be like, it's three o'clock. Well. Ain't it though, huh? <laughs> what has rolled on you? You watch your, dra your daddy drink. You don't even like the taste. So you think this is how we handle our issues. This is how we handle our problems. You watch them beat your mother. So you think when I need to take control of the house, that's how I do it. You watch them disrespect. So you think this is what we do. And then for some, I said this last night in the message preview, 
you go to the extreme. In your desire not to be, you become an extremist. In your desire not to be what you've seen, you now go to the extreme. So no, you, you don't say anything. You shut down and shut off. And you'll say, I just don't want to be like my mama. But do you not understand that you're not wanting to be like her? You're becoming something worse. Y'all not talking to me tonight. I need you to make this declaration and say, and I'm still the curse breaker. So Proverbs 6 and 30 says this, and this is where we ended on Sunday. Do not despise a thief. A thief is one who steals in secret. And all of these daddy issues, they steal in secret because you don't even know they're working in the background. Um, the other day, my phone kept going in and out, 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 in and out. And, and, and I couldn't tell um, on social media because I know that there is a portion of people who are connected to Harvest who they are diehard Android fans, and I didn't want them to have the, the pleasure. See? It's a spirit. I didn't want them to have the pleasure with them green texts. I didn't want them to have the pleasure... I don't want them to have the pleasure of thinking um, that, that, that they had any victory. You ready? So, 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 I was like, what is going on? And I looked at the phone, and I discovered the phone was kept jumping from cell to Wi-Fi. Cell to Wi-Fi. So I couldn't get a call through because something behind the scenes was making my signal jump. You're not paying attention. See, for some of you, you're like, why does it seem like certain things aren't connecting? I know the word. I follow the word. I do the word. Why aren't certain things connecting? Because sometimes there's things working in secret behind the scenes that are stealing from you that you didn't even know about. This series was designed to reveal the thief to you and tell you you do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but there's some spiritual stuff that you're dealing with. This ain't about the person. This is about the spirit behind the person. So a thief steals in secret while a robber steals out in the open. And the Bible says, but if he is caught, caught there in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament means solve the riddle. And I talked to you about um, how um, tricks, uh, I think it was Joe Harris was the creator of Tricks the Rabbit. And uh, how he, was, he, he took from this um, uh, ancient Greek proverb that says there was an individual that had to keep rolling a stone up a hill to only watch it roll down again. Roll up a hill, roll it down. And the whole concept with Tricks the Rabbit from, you know, y'all remember Tricks the Cereal? <laughs> Who still eats Tricks the Cereal? One, two, all right, come on, come on, go ahead. All right, come on, three, three, all right, here we go. Online, wave at me, all right. Since we're talking about cereal, uh, Frosted Flakes lovers, where you at? Okay. Uh, Apple Jacks lovers, where you at? Okay. Corn, corn pops, lovers, where you at? Sugar Smacks, where you at? Raisin Bran, where you at? Okay, here we go. Fruit Loops, where you at? All right. I'm just making serious enough save people in the building. All right. I'm just messing. Granola, where you at? All right. All right, listen, baby. And you got good with these granola recipes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, all right, all right. Corn flakes? 
I mean, the fact, the way she just shouted over here. Yes. Rotabashi. Did I miss any? Checks? Wheaties? Cinnamon Toast. Oh. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I'm glad about it. <laughs> oh my God, the devil tried to make me forget. I'm just playing. Just playing. All right. Watch. Watch. With Tricks the Rabbit, he, 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 you can never figure out his riddle. He was always trying to get a bow of tricks. You'll catch it. He was always trying to get a bowl of tricks. And the kids would say to him, silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. Look at me, look at me, look at me. These tricks the enemy has played on your bloodline. You too grown, too spiritual, too anointed, too blessed, too prosperous, too smart, too skillful, too intelligent to let him that is stolen continue to steal. Come on, let's prophesy. Say, let him who is stolen steal no longer. So, so I said it to you already, when something is rolling, it continues, it'll continue until it's interrupted. Now, this stage may look perfectly level to you. And, and because of who worked on it, I know it can't get no more level. <laughs> That's why it's staying right there. Pay attention. Um, until there's an interruption, it continues. Something stopped it. Pip, 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 I need you to get it. I need you to get it. I need you to catch it. I need you to catch it. It doesn't matter, because some of you say, well, I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. My family didn't have much. My family didn't, okay, okay. Well, maybe you're born on the right side of the tracks, and your family had a lot. That has nothing to do with the principle that it's going to continue until it's interrupted. To, for something to be interrupted, look at me, it requires reshaping. It requires reshaping. You still with me? It's going to roll, rolling down the street. Stop right there. I can sense an 1115 spirit in the building and online. Cruising down the street. Uh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Say reshaping. Jeremiah 18 and 2. Jeremiah is interesting because Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He's known as the weeping prophet because his assignment causes him to weep. He wants more for people than they want for themselves. And at one point, Jeremiah starts really filling himself. You have to be careful that when you're on assignment that you don't start filling yourself so that you become who you're assigned to. See, some of you, you're anointed to help people with bad attitudes, and now you got one. You're anointed to help people that have gone through tough situations and now you're tough to deal with. 
Jeremiah 18, 2. This is what the Lord says to him. Arise. In other words, get up. I love God because God is always telling his people, get up. Who couldn't love a God that when you're in your worst moment, he opens the blinds. Y'all not going to talk to me today. You need some people in your life that will walk in your house, see you laid up on the couch, laid up on the bed, open the window, open the curtain, open the blinds, turn on the music and say, you about to get up because you are not about to die like this. Arise and go down to the potter's house. Look at me. You improve when you're in his house. See, part of why faithful church attendance is so important is because this is part of my reshaping. And you, watch me, and this reshaping requires a regimen. It requires a routine. It requires consistency. You cannot just say, oop, I tapped in. I got my once for the quarter. You about to be out of shape. You, you, you're going to be out of shape. You're, you're clay in the hands of the potter. But watch me, if you keep getting off the wheel, because you're talking about you working on yourself, that doesn't even make sense. How are you going to work on you as if you know what you're supposed to make you into? Oh, I'm coming for you now. You should have said to me, I come for all of you who are trying to be your own little counselor, have your own little therapy sessions. You cannot do it without God. If you could have did it, you would have did it. Please tell somebody next to you, say, you can't do this without God. You've been, you've been eating the clay, what you've been doing. You ready? And go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. Listen, church is the reshaping factory, whether you're on campus or online. It's the reshaping factory. Pay attention, and it's where you get to update. What's interesting to me is none of these companies release a final product. Every product they release, there's always going to be a requirement for continual updates. I'm so excited because I was looking at the Apple thing, I, and I, I ended up thinking they would release a new iPad. They just released a new iPad software, and I, they said, you can do this, you can do this. I said, this is so amazing. I called Bishop Bright. I said, oh, this is amazing. All this fun of the iPad from there. He said, sir, it's not a new iPad. It's a new software. Pay attention. When you get the update, it's as if it's a new device. Yeah. And for some of y'all... You, you literally, you're like Windows 95. You need an update. You are iPhone 2. We need you to come up over here to 13. Would you open your mouth and say, I need the update. I need. This is why I'm faithful to church. This is why I'm faithful to prayer. This is why I'm faithful to worship. This is why I'm faithful to giving. I need to be updated. Let's go. Jeremiah 18.3. There he was working. There you go. Who was working? God. <laughs> He's all, look at me, look at me. This is going to make me shout. He's always working. He's always working. And a lot of times what he's working on, watch me, is something you can't see. But he's always, it's right there. And there he was working. So for everybody worried, I need you to stop worrying because he's working. For everybody concerned about the second half, I don't know why you've spoken life over your second half because I see the Lord working. There he is, and he's always working at his will. 
what does he do with the potter's wheel? He spins you to shape you. He spins you to shape you. Listen, if you stay on the wheel, you can't be mad that you have a, a, a disformed or a malformed shape because you won't stay on the wheel. But so what do you mean I won't stay on the wheel? You take spiritual sabbaticals. You come and don't apply anything you're taught. You don't come. And then wonder, why is my life out of shape? It's quiet. You, you have this belief that God is going to have relationship with you on your terms. What God makes himself obey what he created. You wouldn't do that with your doggone car. Let your car tell you. You don't do that with Siri. You have full-fledged fights and arguments with her. And Alexa. Oh, no, y'all ain't finna lie to me tonight. How many of you be honest? You have, got, you have had a, a whole back and forth with an electronic device. This whole side of the church is lying. <laughs> this church. I mean, you talking to her like she's a real person. Girl, if you don't do what I, I, I swear for. Let's mess up. Look at me. There he is working. He spins me to shape me, but I have to stay on the wheel. See, part of that wheel, watch me, means that his hand will sometimes feel like sandpaper. Because I got to work you a little lumpy. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. Please talk to me so I can move on. You need to work that clay you light out. Y'all missed it. That was funny. I'm not going to let y'all do that to me. <laughs> clay you light. It ain't cellulite. It's clay you light. Oh, don't laugh now. Look at all these lumps. And every place there's a lump, there's loss. And every, and every place where there's a lump, you ready? Every place where there's a lump, there's trauma, there's drama, there's issues. It, it, it says, I need you to stay on the wheel. And sometimes it's going to feel like sandpaper. Sometimes I'm going to put you around people. And you're going to say, God, these teenage beating Ninja Turtles. But they're his hand. Because instead of looking at what they're doing to you, you need to look at how they're helping you. Yeah. You just taught me how to pray. You just taught me how to hold my peace. Because had this been a year ago, baby, I would have Whoop! But he's been working on me. He's been working on me. He's been working on me. This from somebody said, he's been working on you. Look at verse 4. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled. This is, this is unfit. It's unfit. He says, this is unfit. Unfit for what? Your future. The future you prayed for requires a reshaping in your present. I'll back that up and say that again. 
The future you prayed for requires a reshaping in your present. I'll say it another way. The sequel that's scheduled requires a reshaping in your now. This is you're unfit. This is I know what you asked me for, but you're unfit for that. So I got to reshape you. Then it means a lesser quality. It's like the version of you that you are, you ready? It's not a, it's not a quality version that we can release. Um, sometimes in software, they'll release products and they call them, let's see, you should know this, beta, which means we're testing this. It ain't ready yet. God won't release you in beta stage. Why? Because he needs to make sure that when you get there, you stay there. Why? The Bible says, and the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow. Which means whatever God is releasing me into in my next, he wants to make sure I'm properly shaped to handle my next. <laughs> then it means treated too leniently. You ready? Remember in Numbers 14, 18. Let's just jaywalk back over there real fast. The Bible says the Lord is slow to anger. He's slow to anger. And not only is he slow to anger, but he abounds in steadfast love. He's patient and merciful. So, so let's go back to Jeremiah. He's patient in what? Sometimes you have gotten so used to his patience and his mercy that you will think he doesn't require a reshape. You ready? Because everybody else has tolerated that from you. Mm-mm-mm. Everybody else has said, that's just how she is. God is like, I don't have to take that from her. Everybody else says, that's just how he act. God is like, I don't have to tolerate that from him. I'm the maker, not you. So if I don't like it, I don't like it. It's quiet. But I want you to pay attention to the key part of the verse. He says, this piece of clay was spoiled, watch me, in his hand. Which means you can be saved and still be unfit. Still be less quality than you ought be. And still have been treated too leniently. In finance, there's something, any finance people in the building, finance people in the building, finance people online, there's something called moral hazard. Moral hazard in finance says that if, if one institution, namely the government, bails out an institution for reckless behavior, they do not have to suffer the consequences of that behavior. Therefore, it will increase the reality that they will go back into that type of behavior because there was no price to pay for that behavior. Did you get it? So you can even see this in America. This is not a political statement. This is none of that. You see this in America, right? So everybody says, capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. Okay. That means when you make bad banking decisions, your bank got to go. We didn't do that in America. You know what we did? We did something called corporate welfare. You know what we did? As we said, here goes some money. Don't y'all do that no more. We gave them the money. People say the government gave them. That's your tax money. So the government don't have money. That's our money. This is not a political statement. No, so don't take it that way. So, so what happened? So you think they're going to stop doing if you're going to bail me out, let's go back to the party then. Listen. It's more hazard. Now, now pay attention. Sometimes God says, you have gotten so used to my patience and so used to my mercy 
you have no sense of urgency to change. You have no sense of urgency to reach it. You ever met a Christian that is in the same state today as they were when you saw them years ago? Listen, they, look, there's nothing about them that has evolved or changed or gotten better. And we'll be honest, how many of us have seen people that have in fact deteriorated over time? Watch me, that will not be you. That will not be you. We ain't say we're about to go. And I need you to open your mouth and say, that will not be me. Say it one more time, that will not be me. Listen, and he reworked it. God is always working. He's always Can you encourage somebody next to you? Because you don't know. They may feel like, God, what's going on in my life? And I get it. I get it. We all have those moments. But just let your neighbor prophesy to you online. You just tag somebody. You type it in the comments. You ready? Let's go. You just go. Just tell them, say, and he's working. Uh Uh-uh. Tell somebody that when you tell them that, that gets them excited and makes them want to put a praise in the atmosphere. Tell somebody else, say, and he's working. working he's working he's working he's working he's working and what he's about to serve you in the second half is going to be way better than what was in the first half so look and he reworked it God was like all right let me rework you translation let me reshape you you thought X was going to be your life. You thought Z was going to be your life. You thought it was going to be X, Y, and Z. I'm going to rework you. You had little lumps, a few lumps. Little lump, little lump. Couple of, and there's a gash there. Who hurt you? Come, come, show him the gash. Show him the gash. There's a gash. It's on this side. It's on this side. There's a gash. Who, who cut you? Who, who hurt you? Well, wait a minute. 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 Who, whose stuff has been worked off into you? And so now, you don't even know which part of you is usable because as much as you talk about them you so act like them so God says okay let's do something new let me reshape you because while these may be tough for you to deal with God is like but I'm a master potter this is not a problem for me. Some of you think, I'll never get over it. And you will. And you're going to do it today because we got a whole second half. Tell somebody next to you, say, and you will. Tell them, and you're going to do it today. We got a whole second half to get to. We don't have time for you to be stuck in nothing. We don't. We don't have time. So God says, I'm just going to rework you into a whole nother vessel as it seems good for me to make you. I said this already, but I want to say it again for, to make sure we get it. Relationship with God is on his terms, not yours. You don't get to tell him what you want him to make you into. 
Lord, I'd really like to just be a glass because that's my passion. <laughs> oh, I'm coming for you today. Lord, that's what I really want to do. That's what I really like to do. That's what I really, Lord, just make me a glass. I don't need, Lord, I don't want all of that. Lord, I don't need a, hey, Bashai, I, I don't need all of that. Lord, just make me a little glass. Give me a few ridges here, a few ridges there. <laughs> make me a glass. Just, just, just what I don't want to be. I just want to be transparent before the Lord. <laughs> and this is what culture teaches you to do. Culture tells you to tell him. Instagram tells you to tell him. Got to be careful because there's a lot of people talking, but they ain't saying nothing. That will tell you to tell him. And they'll say things to you like, well, just follow your heart. That's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. The, the scripture in Jeremiah 17 says, and your heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. You better not follow. Your, your heart going to take you to divorce court bankruptcy court and the clinic. Listen, don't follow your heart. <laughs> your heart will have you toe up. But people will say it, people are like, ooh, that's so good. No, it's not. I be getting so frustrated and angry. I be the people like, ooh, that's good. I be like, what part? That is so anti-Bible. But the scripture says that the, watch me, that the enemy transforms himself into an angel of light. So people preach stuff that God is like, I did not say that. That's why I always give you Bible. So if you, this ain't Bishop's opinion. My opinion is, is irrelevant. This is what he said. Relationship with God is on his terms, not yours. Say, Lord, I yield. To your terms, not my terms. So here it is. So, Bishop, how does he reshape me? Here it is. Simple formula. Reshaping requires a routine. It's a sequence. A routine means a sequence of things. How many of you, when you wake up in the morning, you have a routine? You have a routine. All of us do. And for those of you who say you don't, you don't. That's your routine. Your routine is you just open your eyes and Siri, give me 10-minute countdown. Yes, sir. <laughs> Come on, y'all know. Why y'all laughing like you ain't, you don't know that? And then you lay the phone on your chest. That was at 6. It's 7.30. <laughs> you jumping. You jumping out your sleep. Because you thought you closed your ass for 10 minutes. You didn't realize that was an extra hour and a half. <laughs> say routine. Sequence. See, some people will say, and I've heard this a lot lately, so I have to deal with this. You say, I just feel like my, my relationship with God is routine. Hey, 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 come here. Come here. Come here, because you need to get snatched up. Let me help. Let me help. Now, this is Thug Bishop. What relationship that works doesn't have a routine? What relationship that works doesn't have a routine? Okay, don't go home to your spouse tonight. 
Break the routine. I'll see you in the line on Sunday. So can you cover our marriage? You broke the routine. Don't text your spouse back within their five-minute windows of text grace. Or whatever, whatever your routine is. Your sequence. Think about it. Any relationship that works has a sequence. We normally talk around this time. We normally interact around this time. What do you want with God? Some fanciful island uh, uh, breeze relationship where you just wake up in the middle of the day and have pina coladas and drink coconut milk and things? What? I'm like, like, what do you want? I just, I just, he's not your man. He's your God. Y'all not talking and I'm preaching right. He is not your boo. Hey, God. He is to be reverenced. He is not your equal. Y'all don't like this, but it's right. It requires sequence. I don't go to church because it just feels so routine. I hope your company don't pay you because it feels routine. I hope when you go to HR on Friday and you say, look, I didn't get that direct deposit. Yeah, we know. It's just so routine. We wanted to switch it up. So when is my check coming? We want to be spontaneous. <laughs> it might come tomorrow. It might come next week. We might not pay you at all. We just want to keep the fire in the relationship. So for every person who you said my relationship with God feels routine every Sunday, every Wednesday, that's why you're not crazy. That's why you're not broke. That's why you're not under a bridge somewhere because you kept the routine. I don't like how some of y'all ain't responding. I'm going to come out there. Touch your neighbor and say, you need a routine. You need it, you need it, you need it. You need it, 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 you need it. You need it, 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 you need it. Any relationship that works has routine. And you don't throw it away because it's routine. And then you ready? Then here's how he reshapes you, routine and regimen. Every person says, I just feel like my relationship with God is so regimented. Come here. We'll snatch you up again. We'll snatch you up again. What, do, what are you expecting? Oh, I know. You want to be beamed up to the third heaven. Oh, I know what you want to do. You want to you see him. The book says no man has seen him and lived. I, so, 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 so what you really want, <laughs> tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. Y'all had me at that part. I didn't know. Say regimen. This means this is a way of life. If you're in a relationship, it's a way of life. It ain't just, you ain't single no more. It's a way of life. When you get married, you're not single no more. You don't just, I'm out. What who? Going where? For how long? Here go, here go. And who all over there? 
when you're a parent with a child. There is a regimen. You expect your children to be home by a certain time. And when you call, you know, they don't have house phones no more. But who, how many of you grew up that when your mama and them or your father and them called that house phone, you, you better answer that phone. Let it ring three times. <laughs> My mother used to always whisper when she would talk. And so she said, what are y'all doing? I'm like, why is she whispering? You better not let that happen. But let, let, it, let it be the time you're supposed to be home. I don't care that you pay for your own gas and got your own car. <laughs> but you're sleeping in this house. So unless you want to sleep in that car with your own gas, you better have your in this house. So one Wednesday night, one Wednesday night, one Wednesday night when I was a teenager, and, and I, I bought my own car. Huh? You understand? I said, look here. Here go the money. Here go everything. Boom. I just need you. Come on, sign. Let's go. So I got it. I bought my own car. I had my own gas. You understand? Created my whole own ecosystem. I was a self-sustaining ecosystem. And it was one night after church. I was doing good Christian work. You understand? Wednesday night. And I was in music at the time. And so all, all the music folk went out. And we went to a good, respectable Christian restaurant. They call it the IHOP. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Who know about the good, respectable Christian restaurant? So we in the IHOP. Jalen, we in the IHOP. And while we in the IHOP, I'm sitting at the table just cack cackling, just, <laughs> just having a good time. You understand? I'm sitting there just at the, and I was sitting right here, matter of fact. It was a big old table like this. And I was sitting right here, and my phone died. And this was early cell phones. You had a hip attachment for the phone, you understand? And when you thought you were really doing something, you know, you put your phone right down. Because when you had to switch from a beeper to a phone, you were used to have, why you like, you know what I'm talking Used to have something right there. Now, for all of my younger millennials, a beeper was what we had. No, I just want you to know. It was what we had before you had cell phones. So it used to be if you wanted to talk to somebody, you had to tell them you wanted to talk to them. So to tell them you wanted to talk to them, you'd page them or beeper. You got it? Okay. I remember my first beeper. It was this black beeper. It was a simple, y'all remember the simple Motorola? And then they, some of us, I still got one. And then, and then they upgraded it to where it had the big gray button. Oh, I thought I was doing the thing. I'd be pulling out in the middle of class like, Handling this business, handling this business. I'm sitting at the IHOP table, touching the neighbor, say, and he's getting ready to close. I'm sitting. At <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I was, I'm kind of, you know, short, so I probably was. <laughs> so I, I didn't tore up the set. Listen, so, so I was sitting at the table. When I was sitting at the table, my phone had died. And, uh, you know, but I communicated in advance. I had my own ecosystem. It's my money. It's my car. It's my gas. Her house. My, my, my. My, my, my. So watch me. Watch me. This is how you, watch me. For every person who you want to know whether or not somebody above you really cares is that correction is a gift. 
And when someone cares, they will correct because they love you. So because I didn't have one of these new age mamas that said, well, I, I just trust everything. She said, oh, no, I'm going to find out that everything. Do you not know? She called her out. Got the manager on the phone. And all the music people were giving the manager a bunch of trouble because they said he looked like Dr. King. So every time he came over, they were giving him a tough time. They said, here come Dr. King, amen, amen, and amen. I have a dream. I was like, if y'all don't leave this manager alone. I didn't. But I did laugh. Listen, because it was funny. And he did look like Dr. King. I, you know. I'm a teenager, right? I'm a teenager just trying to do the work of the Lord. And go to a respectable Christian restaurant. <laughs> Dr. King, um, the manager walks over to the table. He says, uh, somebody's mama's on the phone. I said, you did not do that to me in front of all these people. He said, yeah, your mom's on the phone, says she don't know where you're at. What's good? Here you go. I said, I have a dream. That one day you ain't going to front me out in front of people like this. I have a dream. I said, what does that have to do with regimen, say, way of life? Is that this thing called Christianity, this thing called church, this thing called believing, this thing called serving, this thing called sowing, this thing called giving, this, this is a way of life. It cannot just be a hobby that you add on. This has to be a way of life. And this way of life will reshape you. Do you not know you can't even honor half of the Ten Commandments without the Ten Commandments without dealing with people? This is a way of life. So people say, why are you so regimented? Why are you, why do you have such a regimen? Because it gets me results. Go to the gym once and talk about I'm gonna be in a competition. No, I'm saying go once, do a few things, you know, and then, yep, I'm going to compete. The Lord is with me. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. He, he, the Lord has left the building. So how do I get reshaped? It is in my routine. It is in my regimen. It is in my regimen. It is in my routine. Why do I read the daily Bible reading in our app? It's part of my regimen. Why am I been faithful? I was thinking about this. I said lots of preachers took time off during the pandemic. I didn't miss a Sunday. I didn't miss a Wednesday. I didn't miss a prayer. Y'all not saying nothing? I didn't say y'all watch the replay because I ain't coming. Because for me, this is my way of life. Y'all not saying nothing? This is my routine. This is my regimen, and this gets me results. Come on, say it. Say, my routine, my regimen gets me results. Say, my routine and my regimen, they get me results. And in these next six months, I'll have the biggest results of my life. I'm being reshaped. I'm being reshaped. I'm being reshaped.
because of my routine and because of my regimen. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, you're being reshaped because of your routine and your regimen. And it's producing results. Now don't wait until the reshaping is over. I need somebody to shout right now. I need somebody to give him glory right now. I need somebody online to put a praise right there, right now. Because it's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to happen. What's about to happen? My routine and my regimen are producing results for me. And you're about to see it. You're about to hold it. You're about to touch it. You're about to possess it. These next six months. Reshape. 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 It's my routine and my regimen. My routine regimen. Say it with me. My routine and my regimen. Reshaping me. Question. What is your routine? What is your regimen? Because it explains your results. Explains your results. If you don't like your results, check the formula. Change your routine and your regimen. <laughs> you ready? If, if you want a debt-free life and all you see is debt, well, we're going to need you to change that routine and that regimen. You want a better body, yaddy, yaddy? What's your routine? What's your regimen? You cannot just say, I ate a salad. Look, and I used to, look, I, my hand's up first, because I, I was that dude. I, I had a salad with eggs, bacon, ham, <laughs> blue cheese dressing mixed together with some type of vinaigrette, croutons, oh, it was, lobster, bacon, and shrimp. Somebody just had one salad. I was that guy. I was that guy. Let me get to number one. Biggie size, a Diet Coke. <laughs> I'm cutting back on my calories. <laughs> Make them fries hot, so no salt. I'll put my own salt. Bible says, be ye the salt of the earth. In your Bible. So it was Burger King. Give me the number six. Add cheese, add onion, extra mayo, chop it in half. That's the long chicken sandwich chopped in half with onions, extra mayonnaise. And I don't just want fries. I want, watch me, the Bible says he gives me double for my trouble. I want rings and fries. With a Diet Coke. I'm watching my caloric intake. What's the number 10? Oh, you work? Oh, okay. All right. This is number 10. Thank you. <laughs> How are they going to change the menu? Is that number six for years? See, the devil is busy. Listen. If you want to change your results, change your what? Your routine. 
How many of you can be honest with me um, that at some point you have thought about your relationship with God that maybe it was routine or regimented? Put your hand up. If you've ever thought that, look at me. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. It is that's how relationships work. You break your regimen, you break your routine. I just, I just want some little bit more fiery. Then you start it. Then you start it. Don't accuse God of being boring when you are glue. Don't say living for God is boring. No. Waking up in the morning with all this next to your bed and this one's still low. This, this is, this is, who wants this life? Who wants to go from bad relationship to bad relationship so all you're doing is sitting in blood? Who wants to date somebody who has a brown belt on with a black shirt? Come on. That's how you're reshaped. Can I be honest with you? While you're saying it feels regimented routine, God is like, but hasn't that worked out for you? But aren't you blessed? But aren't you stable? But aren't you healthy? But aren't you doing better than anybody else in your bloodline? Come on, pray this one. We got to go. We over time. Say, Father, tonight, forgive me for not recognizing the value of our regimen and our routine. That's how you reshape me. That's how I get results. That's why I'm faithful. That's how I get results. That's why I'm consistent. That's how I get results. I tried it my way. I want to do it your way. With your heads bowed, eyes closed in this building online, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, or number two, recommit yourself to the Lord. Wherever you're at, in this building or online, on the count of three, I'm going to ask in the building you raise your hand online. I'm going to ask that you do the hand wavy emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. God's reshaping us all. He's reshaping us all. And I love the Lord because he's, he's going to do some of you tonight the same way that happened to me as a teenager. He's about to call wherever you at, and he's coming to get you. He's about to call whosoever house you over, and he's about to come get you. He's about to call anxiety and say, you don't live there anymore. He's going to call depression and say, that's not where you live anymore. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. On three, hands up in the building, online, do the hand with emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. Respond right where you're at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Everybody, just let's pray this together. Say, Lord, you are God. I yield to your terms. You are the potter. I'm the clay. Reshape me. Make me over. Make me better. I love you with all of my heart. Because you first loved me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time and recommitted yourself to the Lord, you're now a Christian. Take out your phone, text the word decision to 877-552-4746 or scan the QR codes. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.